So we've got a question here, running versus cycling for weight loss. I've done a few of these videos over the last 12 years here on YouTube, running versus cycling for weight loss. I would say that running is best at getting you a little bit more shredded, more lean, but you have to be at a very high level of conditioning to get there. So for the average person, if, you know, even myself, if I wanted to, let's say I wanted to lose, I'm about 70, I don't know, if I had to guess, maybe 77, 78 kilos at the moment, I don't know. But let's say I had to get down to 60 kilos, which I could do, which I've done before, and which is hard to imagine. I'm six foot tall, 60 kilo, as some of my videos back in pre-roid days. If I want to get down to 60 kilos, I wouldn't run. I'd just ride my bike. Um, and let's say I wanted to have more ab definition, then I would run. All right, but you'd have to get down to a certain level of body fat. So I would do training the abs, probably just like uh, standing leg raises or hanging leg raises on a chin-up bar or tree, and then running 5K races, you know, 800 meters, things like that. That will definitely get, get your abs engaged really well, and that will cause more hypertrophy in the abdominal muscles. So if your abs are that thick, you know, with some running and you know, hanging leg raises like you've got that thick but you've got to have super low body fat and semi dehydrated for the abs to really pop out again if you're going for that fully shredded look you need to dehydrate yourself and then you feel like crap all right you feel feel shocking so what's the point of that to make yourself look better but you feel like absolute dirt not for me never never recommend that um i've been my leanest when I've done the most Ks in the bike and had really good 5K times. Could I have gotten leaner, more dry for sure? Just dehydrate yourself. But then your performance goes down, your dong stops working properly, and you're like, what's the point of this? Just stupid, you know? It's like, what's the point? Um, so yeah, so let's say you're watching this video. Um, let's say, get back to my thing. Get to, get to that in the points. If I want to go from 78 kilo, let's say I'm 78 kilo now, to 60 kilo, first thing I do is stop taking anabolic steroids. They steroids make you hold more weight, make you gain weight, hold or gain. So get all the steroids all out of my system, just let them bleed all out, drain all out, wash all out, uh, which wouldn't take long at all. Maybe take mm, a couple of months or a month, depends. And then I just keep my fat intake as low as possible. No more you know, vegan fries, no more you know, vegan fatty foods, no more avocado, no more nuts and seeds, yeah? none of that, the anabolic foods, keep your protein super low, so it increases your insulin sensitivity, I would increase white sugar, increase white rice, and increase fruit content, and that would get me down to 60, 62 kilos, and from training perspective, running versus cycling, I wouldn't run at all, I'll just ride, yeah, I'll just ride, you know, and maybe for that final bit of definition <laughs> but if you're 60 kilos at six foot tall most people are going to say dude you look really really ill because you do yeah but hypothetically to get that most shredded look without losing performance the running will just brings you up because it creates more definition in your abs when you're running you're using your abs a lot when you run plus some you know hanging leg lifts now let's let's, let's go back into the real world for the average viewer who's watching this video, you know, they're running, they're gonna do their marathon and think, well, if I train for a marathon, I'll get really skinny and lean. Nah, <laughs> most people who run a marathon are quite you know, chunky, healthy, they're quite tubby. Go to any marathon around the world, and most participants are what I would not call lean. 
you know, like running lean. They don't look like elite level runners. Um, and that's fine. That's totally fine. It's, it's a good thing almost, you know. Um, so why are you trying to put a marathon if your goal is weight loss? Like, stump. Get on the bike. Use your bike for transport. You're driving your bike. You're driving your car to the supermarket. You could be riding there. Collect your groceries on the back. Put some panniers. Get a bike trailer. And you could be, you know what I mean? Like, you're driving your car to work. You're driving your car to the gym. Like, why? Get on your bike. Burn fat, not oil. Yeah. So let's say I was 150 kilos. What would I do? This is what I've done for people who've been 150 kilos. No car. Just no car. Sell your car. Right. I've coached you know a lot of people over the last 24 years who were big to slim, and we did the extreme one. We said no car, no car. No, well I got a family. I'm like, well, okay. Well, what do you want? Yeah. What's your priority here? Um, your priority should be your family. Being 150 kilos isn't healthy. You're at risk of heart attack, increased risk. It's not healthy. So you have to prioritize. Let your partner take care of the kids for a bit. Well, I'm a single mum. Okay. Well. Get your kids and put them in a cart and push them to the supermarket. People look at me funny. Like, what do you want to do? You know? Like, you got to do something. <laughs> so it's like, I'm into extreme action, but also sustainable action. The biggest loser is about extreme action, starving people down. That never works long term. Most people do biggest loser. They hate every single day on the show and they all rebound the way. All right? But it was an extreme. Got the result, but it's not sustainable. I'm into extreme action that creates an extremely sustainable result. And the end result is extreme, and you live an extremely cool life. And so that means you've been extremely disciplined with keeping your fat intake as low as possible. Being extremely disciplined about riding your bike as much as you practically can in a day instead of driving a car or catching public transport. It involves using your body in a way that's not going to give you an injury, like running. And when you're fat, don't run, dude. You're going to just give yourself a stress fracture, even if you're lean. Like if I, if I try to run 100K this week or 50K this week, I'm going to get an injury. I'm not conditioned for it, even though I'm a seasoned runner. You know, like, it's just dumb. People getting themselves injury and then taking painkillers. It's just like, come on, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing, man? Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> don't do that. Um, frustrating seeing people do that, man. It's like, fire out. Give yourself a stress fracture and your, your mood's dropping, your testosterone's dropping off, your estrogen's dropping off, you're useless to your partner sexually or whatever. It's like, come on. Life's too short to be like that. Just do it smart. Don't do it the biggest loser way. And then you become the biggest loser. Uh, or you feel like the biggest loser. So yeah, cycling. Just sell, get rid of your car, man. If you've got an e-bike, get rid of your e-bike. Here's, here's a transition you can do. Get an e-bike. Uh, didn't you say get rid of your e-bike? Yeah, yeah. Get rid of your car, sort for an e-bike. And then when your fitness over time's going up, get rid of your e-bike or use your e-bike less and ride your normal road bike better, uh, more. Yeah? And that's the better way to do it. Because maybe going from zero fitness to bike, if you're a single mum with five kids, friend of them got autism, that can be a bit tough of a jump. So use the e-bike. Uh, so it's about catering for where you're at. Doing what you can do in the moment. Yeah. And any little bit of activity, any decrease in fat intake, any decrease in hormones that are in excess amounts is going to be a good thing. 
So there you go, that's the deal there. Running versus cycling. Uh, walking is also underrated. Walking's great, but it's not so much pragmatic because walking in the shops and walking back is pretty time intensive. The bike is just, you know, the excuse killer. Just do it, man. But the people, I'll, I'll tell you the real life stories. The people who really got the best results in the last 24 years of me coaching them, mentoring them, advising them, whatever you want to call it, were the people who rode bicycles and got militant about fat intake and didn't starve themselves. They ate as much carbohydrate as they want. Yes, they did. White rice, sugar, fruit, fruit juice, corn, pancakes, bread. They got the lowest fat bread they could find. Um, they got rid of all the oil, the animal, the margarine, the nut seeds, avocados, even the durian, you know. Just, just gotta be militant, man. Will a durian make you obese? No. But durian can increase your insulin resistance, which can inhibit your fat loss goals, your weight loss goals. So I'd say no durian, only durian rider. <laughs> you can watch me every day, but don't eat durian every day if your goal is maximum insulin sensitivity. This is what we're doing. We're just tweaking our hormones. We're maximizing our hormones. Insulin sensitivity, we want to go up and we want insulin resistance to go down. What does this do? This creates a lower fasting and optimized for weight loss, for health, optimized fasting insulin levels. You see people out there like, Dr. Jason Fung, who promote fasting. These guys aren't even lean. They hide behind a suit or they do a fast before they get on camera. This is me, you know. I had burgers and fries last night. I've had sugar and Cliff Bars stay in fruit. Look how lean I am. I'm too lean for most people. And I'm, I'm at my heaviest weight, you know. Like, that's why I just laugh when people are like, say, you're wrong, Duran. But Jason Fung, Jason Fung is overweight. He hasn't looked in good shape to me. And that's not me being mean or anything. I'm just saying, like, if you're obese, take someone, take advice to someone who looks underweight and who's not having to starve themselves and who's living a sustainable way. Like, eating these little small little meals of fat and grease to trick yourself into that you're full, it doesn't work. Just go binge out later on the chocolate. And you have all this fat with the chocolate. Then you blame the sugar for all the fat you're gaining from the fat you're eating. It's a stupidity. Dumb. Dummy, dumb, dumb, dumbs. Um, so you got these people out there, Robert Lustig, the sugar, the bitter trick. Like, like, this is how dumb people are. They take weight loss advice from fat people. That's like taking advice if you're dead broke from someone who's got not much money, more money than you do. That's <laughs> not worse. But money and hormones are two different things. You just want to lower your insulin, and that's by lowering your fat intake and increasing your cardio. By riding a bike, not being on a dread meal at the gym, I'm going to get a dread meal, spend an hour on there, I take phenamine so I can get through the work here, take my Adderall so I can get through the work here, listen to some Taylor Swift, get it done. It's not sustainable. And your vibe you give off when you do that stuff, the poor vibe. So riding your bike for transport because you care about the environment, you want to make the road safer for people, you know, just you want to meet more, like that, that's going to increase your vibe. And your vibe attracts your tribe. When you're doing keto, low carb, fentamine, starvation nation situation, you know, vibe, what sort of people are you gonna attract in your life? What sort of tribe are you attracting with that low carb vibe? Versus, I'm carbed up, eat as much carbs as I want, never hangry, never thirsty, you know, not having to rely on stims and have mood crashes and anxiety and all this stuff. I'm not on SSRIs anymore because I'm eating enough carbohydrates so my body has enough serotonin that sort of vibe is going to attract a whole different plethora of people in your life, isn't it? You know. Um, so yeah, it's just it's 
<laughs> the people you attract in the life, in your, the people you attract in your life are here for a good reason, here to teach you lessons. I've had a lot of great people in my life and also a lot of not so great people in my life that taught me great life lessons. You know, it's not always bad. And so, yeah, but, you know, running versus cycling, cycling hands down for getting to 95% of your goal physique and running for that last couple of percent, that last little polish up. But again, is it going to be sustainable? No. I can't stay at 60 kilos all year long. I mean, maybe I could, but I wouldn't want to. But you can't, that's another thing as well, is people try and stay at this certain level of fitness or body composition all year long. Man, that's just going to tank your brain. It's going to tank your hormones. Even the people who do it with hormones, they abuse thyroid medication. Thyroid medication is really, really commonly used. I've never used it myself. I've used anabolic steroids and other things, but never used thyroid medication because I understand that's like, mm. well, I've never had to because I've never had an issue with you know, being fat as an adult because early on in my early 20s, I started really getting onto low-fat eating. So I've never had a need to you know, use or abuse thyroid medication to try and cut weight because I found it effortlessly able to do so, just stop eating so much fat, you know, increase your insulin sensitivity. So using thyroid medication, when you can just increase your insulin sensitivity, for me, it's just, it's, it doesn't make sense. There's too many side effects with thyroid meds when you can just lose weight by decreasing your fasting insulin, by eating more carbohydrate and eating less fat, eating as little fat as possible, which goes against what you'll be told out there by the, the charlatans who just want to sell you some Dr. Eric Berg supplement line and Dr. McCullough supplement line and make even more millions off you. Do what you want to do. Uh, and in the meantime, you feel miserable. You're paying money, losing money, and you're feeling the most miserable you've ever felt in your life because you're not getting enough carbohydrate for your serotonin level. Then you're now on SSRI medications. And then your husband or your wife's thinking, man, who did I marry? What have I done? Where's this going? I need a side chick. I need a side dude. You know, let's call up Jane. Let's call up. Let's call up Jane. Let's call up Benny. <laughs> it's like, all because you're listening to Eric Berg, Jason Fung, Dr. McCola, Dr. Gabriel Cousins, all these quacks out there. Carbs are bad. Eat more fat. Don't eat too much. Move more. Eat less. You feel like killing yourself? Oh, wow. Gee. You yeah, know, no surprise there. Crazy, man. Running on caffeine and then getting all the anxiety with that. What sort of life do you want? All in the pursuit of weight loss? Far out, dude. So for me, um, I enjoy being slim and feeling physically able to climb a fence, to run a 5K, to just having energy, you know, cardio for sexual activity with my girl and riding a bike. It just, it just feels good to be fit. That's my focus. Weight loss, I couldn't care if I'm 2% body fat or 12% body fat. Couldn't care, and I don't make any effort to do so, or whatever, uh, to get, to manage those things or try and get to that point. Now, if I do get too lean, I do eat more fat to bring it up. So I'm not trying to get you know, super super lean. I enjoy just being fit. That's my focus. And where my, where my weight's at, you know, I try and manage that. Getting too lean by anabolic steroid usage and increasing fat intake, and that just holds the weight on. So you know. 
if I was a professional runner, that wouldn't be the best thing because if you're a professional runner or cyclist and you're extra 16 or 18 kilos more, then that's not going to be a good thing. But, uh, you know, but that's, I'm not a professional cyclist, not a professional runner, even though I might look like one. I'm not far from that. You know, that's the deal there. Running versus cycling. End of the day, it comes down to your hormones and managing those so you are at your thing. But again, most people are just trying to lose weight to get to a healthy weight build, body mass index. So if you people out there, you want to decrease your insulin, that's the main one. And that's going to happen by increasing carbs and increasing your cycling. Both of those things work hand in hand. Oh, I don't do cycling. Should I just decrease my carbs? Decreasing your carbs increases insulin resistance because now you're having more fat and protein, which increases insulin resistance, right? So the, the, there's plenty of cyclists out there. Most cyclists, most marathoners are overweight. That's a fact. Go to any bicycle event, Grand Fondo, you know, Tour de France, watch the spectators, most of them are overweight. You go to any marathon, most of them are overweight because they're like, oh, I'll have a bit of carbs, but not too much. Eat more fat, eat more protein. Eat like a bodybuilder trying to lose weight. It's just like, what? People got it all wrong. Again, go to the rural areas, Asia, Africa, India. Who are the leanest people out there? The people living in the you know, the poorer areas. They're not starving. They got energy. They're happy. They got energy. They're dancing. They've got energy. They've got energy. They've got energy. They're not starving. They're eating white rice, corn, sugar, three, four, five, six times a day. They don't have much money for any meat or oils, etc. And they look lean. They look great. They've got good skin. They've got nice hair, most of them. You know, genetics. But you know, they look pretty good compared to the people in the city with the money who are eating more fat, protein, more meat, more eggs, more dairy, stuff like that. So the more animals you eat, the more fat you eat, the more you look like a bucket of KFC. And the more bananas you eat, the more you look like a banana. <laughs> Simple as that. You know, you eat, eat sugar, look at sugar. Sugar's a skinny, rake, tall grass. It, the more sugar you eat, the more you look like that. The more pig you eat, the more you look like a pig. The more cow you eat. You ever notice that? Some people like so much dairy and meat. They look like cows, man. They look like old old bull all inflamed and uh, aggro. Go to any country area in Australia. You see old bulls and old heifers walking around. And they, they, that's what they look like. Because they they're full of bovine hormones. Right? And, and I'm not making fun. Just saying. Yeah? Watch, you are what you eat, man. You are what you eat. The fat, so the fat sheets, the fat you wear. And the sweet you eat is the sweet you become. Chocolate is 35 grams of fat on average per 100 grams. So to get 50 grams of sugar from the, cho the chocolate, you're getting 35 grams of fat with that. That's incredible tax. That's a fat tax. That's going to tax your organs. It's going to tax your waistline. It's going to add to it. Right? So the fat cheats the fat you wear. Simple as that. You do all the running in the world, cycling in the world, you will never be super, super slim if your fat intake is too excessive because you just you, just, you burn the fat you come home and replace it <laughs> you know what I mean these cyclists out there trying to lose weight I'm going to like eat no carbohydrates I'm going to train burn off all this fat and I'm going to come home and I'm going to have fat but it's going to be healthy fat it's healthy fat though dude it's fat the fat you eat is the fat you wear I don't care where your fat came from I mean I do I prefer to eat plants for the environment and the ethics but in terms of your, your fat cells Fat's fat, dude. Right. You know, if you eat 100 grams of avocado fat, you store 100 grams of avocado fat. You eat 100 grams of lard fat, you store 100 grams of lard fat. Simple as that. Right. The fat cheats the fat you wear. Focus on decrease your fat intake. Up your carbs, ride your bike more. Simple as that. And if you can't ride your bike more, up your carbs anyway, because you'll feel better.